Hey everyone, welcome to the Bobcast. This is Miss Webb, Eno River Academy's mass media teacher. I just wanted to introduce this week's episode as it is a bit different from our normal feature and news stories. Today, you're gonna to hear from an ERA senior, Carter Tricomi, as he shares a personal narrative. Carter gives his unique perspective on and experience with purchased video game content behind in-game paywalls. Enjoy. Greetings, my name is Carter Jukomi. I'm currently a senior at Eno River Academy, and after completing college at Elon, I plan to become a video game designer. I want to create something that others can enjoy and find meaningful, and this will give me the opportunity to do that. However, in recent years, it has become painfully clear that not everyone in the industry shares my vision. Subconsciously, I feel like I knew about this for a long time, but what really took a while for me to internalize was to experience it for myself. I remember when my sister asked if we could buy Just Dance 2020 for the Nintendo Switch. I was initially skeptical as I've heard nothing about this game beforehand, but after some pleading from her and my parents saying that it would be good exercise, even though I believe I was doing cross country at the time my family serves, I eventually caved and agreed. And it was fun, I'll admit. Too bad it only lasted for four months. Because you see, after having the game for four months, about 95% of the game's content was locked behind a paywall, and it turns out we basically rented the game for the price of a full game. <sighs> Riddle me this, if I pay for a product, shouldn't I then actually own the product in question? Isn't that the entire point of the existence of a currency system in the first place, to exchange goods? This is like as if you had to pay to check out books at a library, and suffice it to say, I am not a fan of this prospect. Furthermore, there was absolutely no mention of the assigned box the game came in. Believe me, I checked. It's like saying, you know, how much a box of cereal should cost. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of it goes into how it's produced, who's producing it, um, how much time they put in producing it. You know, how much money did they spend making it um, is, should have some impact on what they sell it for. Um, but my overall point with a full experience game is that it needs to be finished no matter what it costs. <laughs> So when you're selling a $70 game that is unfinished, you know, the consumer's always gonna feel shortchanged, but then it seems like there's nothing that's being done to regulate that. But I mean, you have indie titles that are full-fledged experiences that cost 20 bucks or less. Yeah. And then you have AAA titles that cost $70 that are great. But then you also have those, it's funny because if you have that $70 AAA game that's not finished, people get very upset. But there's tons of indie games on the market that are clearly unfinished, you know, they're like projects that are still being sold for a dollar, two dollars, something like that. People don't get upset about that because it's not as much of a loss, so. That's true. Thankfully, we learned that we could cheat the system by simply creating a new account and switch hit four months again, but the experience left a bad taste in my mouth and I quickly lost interest. Before this point, I had heard stories about people throwing that video games, especially mobile games, have begun to cap into anti-consumer practices like microtransactions and limited time events, but there's a difference between reading something from a random person online and actually experiencing it for yourself. Yeah, I mean, it's all peer pressure, um, but it's peer pressure in a lot of ways, and then it's also, you know, the, the companies, the developers pressure 
people too because um, like I used to play Overwatch a lot and Overwatch they their main draw in terms of loot boxes is going to be the skins for the characters right yeah. and you can't you can buy skins directly using currency that you get from loot boxes, right? So you can eventually acquire enough loot boxes that you can directly purchase whatever you want. And I think you also get gold for um, other in-game activities. So you can buy the skins directly, but they are only available during their seasonal event. So if you have like a Halloween skin, you're only going to be able to get that during the Halloween event. Mm-hmm. Then you got to wait a whole year for the Halloween event to come back around before you can buy it again. So in that way, it puts you under pressure to like, oh man, I really want this skin. I'm going to have to wait a year to get it. So let me buy a bunch of loot boxes and maybe I'll get it right. In the same vein though, thank goodness that I haven't purchased any loot boxes for the couple of games that I played that I have them. You're paying for the chance at receiving something and not paying for something directly, right? So when you go and gamble, you're spending money on a potential earn, right? Mm -hmm. And when you buy a loot box, you're spending money on a potential earn, or you may end up with nothing that you wanted, right? Mm -hmm. Um, They're also similar from a scientific standpoint because there's research, I can't remember the exact article or anything like that, but there is research out there that suggests that the endorphins that are released while someone is gambling and waiting for the outcome, those same endorphins are released when you're opening a loot box. So from a scientific point of view, the same thing happens in the player's brain, whether you're gambling at Vegas or you're buying a loot box in Overwatch. If there was any constellation from my purchase, it's that I've developed clinical high standards for the video game industry so that I won't feel like I've been scammed ever again and from the perspective of a designer so that I help make games that actually feel proud of releasing to the public. One, I think loot boxes should be done away with. Two, I think microtransactions should be limited to free-to-play or low-cost games um, and should all the items should always be available so there's no... um, false sense of demand because there's a limited uh, release or whatever. Um, And then I think full title games or full price games should be complete when they are released. Um, Bugs are one thing. Completely unfinished is another thing. They should be complete when they're released and the only transactions that should occur in a full priced game should be DLC, not microtransactions. Um, I feel like you're double dipping there. And on the same consumers and I don't think it's fair so for me like I played quite a bit of Apex Legends was always free I didn't mind as a consumer to spend some money on their cosmetics however the way that they do it through loot boxes caused me to not spend that money right I wouldn't mind to give them the money for the thing um, but it's random it's gambling so I disagree with it whereas Rocket League they did that and then they switched um, to a non loot box. No, they still do have loot boxes, actually. I'm wrong about that. I don't think you can buy them directly, though. I think they're just like drops. Okay. Um, so, yeah, for me, loot boxes gotta go. Microtransactions for free-to-play or low-cost games and full-priced games should only include DLC as a second source of revenue.
Alright, thank you for your time. I much appreciate it. Yeah, it was fun.